Welcome to Mayak Innovatsi, the podcast of Unit City dedicated to innovation from Ukraine to the world. Hello, hello, and welcome to Mayak Innovatsi, the podcast talking about tech from Ukraine to the world. I am Dominique Piotet, I'm the CEO of Unit City, and I'm super happy to be back to discuss everything about tech and Ukraine. Uh, and of course, I have my two co-hosts, Tatiana Morozova from New Future. Tatiana, hello. Hello, hello. And Andrei Komarovsky, who is the uh, CEO and the founder of SectorX, or Acceleration. Hey, hello. Um, today, we are going to um, inaugurate a new season Uh, of Mayaki Nomadsi and we decided that you know it was time to try to go deeper uh, in topics you know to try to understand a little bit better and we decided to to try to understand that amazing tech ecosystem that is uh, that is Ukraine um, to do that we have invited Natalia Veremeyeva Natalia is a director of Tech Ukraine which is a, a platform to regroup and unite um, everybody who's working in tech uh, in Ukraine and to, to help and support those people to, of course, work better together, but also to open uh, that community to the rest of the world. We will discuss about technology, about Ukraine, about Ukraine and technology, about unicorns, about ecosystem, about music, and about love. So, stay tuned and welcome to Mayak Innovati. Mayak Innovati. One, two... Three, launch! Natalia, we're super happy to have you uh, for the first episode of our third session. Uh, completely new set. Now we're, now we're filming. I mean, this is, this is so cool. Um, Tatiana, Andre, I'm so happy to be back with so you. Finally, finally, rock and roll is here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Natalia, how was your summer? Well, it was also special. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think that current situation actually creates for us an opportunity to rethink, to um, evaluate um, mm -hmm. what works, what doesn't work. And that's a giant, uh, I don't know, test for the whole society. And uh, that's really insightful. But also it uh, brings us together closer. We start to uh, really value Uh, those communications that we have, especially offline, and people that we have around. Um, I had um, some moments of reconnection with my family and with my friends and also with the loved ones. So that was really cool. Yeah, I loved S it. So this tough time makes us stronger. Yes, I think that um, it's just the moment of really uh, thinking about uh, what we have uh, su uh, succeeded in and uh, what uh, what what's next. You know, like mm -hmm. we are uh, living in this crisis situation, but the crisis situation is very exciting because that's the moment of change and the moment of just finding new ways. And that's really a super exciting moment to live in. And uh, really, we need to appreciate that things change and sometimes they change because of our 
um, choice, but this time it's just something external. But mm-hmm. we're put in this situation, and it's our choice how we get out of it. You know. So this crisis is like an opportunity. Absolutely, it's like uh, in China they say that there are two um, uh, two signs, and one is the, um, the danger, mm-hmm. and the other one is opportunity, mm-hmm. or just maybe some other. Of the first one I don't remember, but I remember the part with the opportunity. It's <laughs> a yin and the yang, right? It's uh, it's it's all those things that balance. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this because I mean the the, the overall um, conversation we're going to have today is around um, going to the wild east. So I I, I was in the wild west um, <laughs> in California, and actually that's where really the the tech movement uh, started. Now 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 we decided to to really focus on this show uh, on on the wild east and and Ukraine as um, maybe the next place for the tech pioneer Um, and actually you know spending time in San Francisco I was like hmm maybe San Francisco this time this time it might have a hard time coming back uh, to the level it was before. I, I, I strongly felt that people, people living the city, uh, people not having the feeling of building what's next, what you just said, building what's next. Uh, the level of energy was definitely not there. And coming back here, I'm like, Oh, really? The energy of the people. You felt the different spirit. Yes, I felt a different spirit. So, what what do you think? And and let's start with that. Then we'll go. We will talk about Tech Ukraine and 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 what mm-hmm. you are doing specifically to support that the construction of this wild east in in maybe a less wild place. Uh, but let's talk about that idea. Do you feel that? Do you feel like uh, like Ukraine could be the Wild East uh, um, and, and a good place for the tech pioneer? Absolutely. I'm really sure of that. Uh, and also, uh, this is why I'm really investing a lot of time and energy and I strongly believe in this, because I think that uh, uh, definitely each country has their own uh, periods of glory and periods of mm-hmm. fame and strong sides. And uh, there are periods when things stabilize and just they go, go smooth. So currently, I think this is really the time for Ukraine to really rediscover our, uh, ourselves and really to see our Sides. So this is what's happening. And uh, I think that this uh, metaphor of going to the Wild East is really very cool one because we all know all these movies about cowboys and about mm-hmm. all this wild, wild west and how it was really uh, like all these pioneers that were going there and they were brave and they were really strong and they were conquering this land and then they created something really beautiful and this is like the culture that was spread uh, all over the world. And now this is like, this is already set. So like things... Uh, um, are more, more more stable and successful definitely and right now there are more locations and more territories uh, where th- like cool things are happening right now i think that ukraine is one of such places absolutely why why um, what do you see that is specific to ukraine that we don't see in other places that makes this place um, unique in tech and i'm mm-hmm. just talking about tech um, I think that generally, like the specific, um, the unique thing about tech is that it is done by people. Like human, mm-hmm. human capital is really very powerful and very strong side of it. And uh, I know that uh, Ukrainians. Uh, they are creative and they are really free in a way because um, uh, like I don't know if you know, but uh, 
Um, we were one of those uh, nations that created our first constitution of Philip Orlik. Uh, back it was the earliest in Europe, yes. Yes, and uh, we had our first democracy that was uh, Cossack Sich, uh, that was uh, self-governed. So people are really get are used to really um, self-organization. They mm-hmm. cherish the freedom. Yes, and uh, what what Maidan like this phenomenon of Maidan like really what really inspired me personally really much is that people got uh, they self-organized and this level of uh, self-awareness and of this feeling of dignity really got somehow reawakened because of course each nation has their own like strong sides their potential like for me it's a metaphor of a lawn full of flowers and each flower is unique and each flower has its own uh, taste and smell Uh, and Ukraine also we we just don't have to really follow somebody else's uh, ways we need to take the best but also rediscover our ways and uh, this thing that happened at Maidan and uh, further what is happening right now is this um, uh, this f- this this ability to take the responsibility and to do the self-organization and in tech this is one of the most uh, critical things to do it's uh, like creativity and um, like the ability to self-organize like even these remote teams this COVID thing that just these challenges people are not really pushed anymore to do something because they are forced they are doing it by themselves mm-hmm. and this is the new skill that the new era is actually demanding us to develop and uh, this is something that we are here like actively exploring i would say so this is why i believe in this Andre. well i think that i want to build on top of dominic's question really mm-hmm. because i i feel like you don't you don't really answer the his question. I'm Hello, sorry yeah. to Here say we that. Go. But so I go deeper and deeper into the topic. <laughs> <laughs> but I did travel Andre's <laughs> back. Oh, wow, so happy. Oh. But I did travel extensively extensively, like very extensively throughout the Eastern European region and not not only this region, I've I've been to to the whole of, of Nordics, like mm. Sweden and and, and and Finland and and Denmark and I I totally think that things that uh, you're talking about like creativity and democracy can be found everywhere like everywhere so this is not unique so yes exactly <laughs> this is not really unique to ukraine because people are free in finland they're creative in sweden they build amazing companies in 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 israel or belarus so mm-hmm. these things are pretty common to different nations or countries but uh and I've been traveling back and forth to, to Ukraine and from Ukraine for the past, I don't know, 10 or 15 years maybe. And I want to ask this question. Has anything changed structurally, like fundamentally in the country that allows us to build on top of it now? Like these factors that mm-hmm. we can use to, to skyrocket, to progress mm-hmm. like very fast, not not these very common things like democracy, you know, mm-hmm. and and creativity and freedom of speech and blah 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 <laughs> they're good to have but in my mind they're not uh everything that we need to to grow there mm-hmm. should be something else yeah absolutely we're so th- i think we're just starting it's like a, a lot of things still need to be done uh mm-hmm. we just have the opportunity and the potential and the resources and i believe that these are the people and uh what is unique about ukraine is the amount of these people so of course mm-hmm. uh, um like the world is actively developing and tech talent is needed everywhere and there's a huge hunger for this and uh of course like all those countries that you mentioned uh, they already are good with this and uh, absolutely like people are really mm, 
free and uh, creative uh, mm -hmm. in uh, a lot of locations. I'm just saying that we are discovering it in us as well um, uh, in a way that we didn't do before because of our like I don't know say history or something, but it's happening right now. And um, the, the good thing is that uh, we do have a lot of people uh, that uh, are one of the most valuable assets and one of the most valuable like uh, I, I, would, I don't want to say resources like really more they capital are, but yes. they are <laughs> this is <laughs> like new oil yes uh, yes and uh, clever clever and uh, mm, independent people are really very much valued and uh, Ukraine has the abundance of them but uh, of course to to really uh, make a good use of it, we of course need to build some structures and we need to build some base. Uh, we, we don't have everything that it takes to be like a 100% success. But I see some good moves in this direction. So for example, mm, the ecosystem is currently growing. So we have communities, we have uh, first successes of companies that are really like loud successes of our first unicorns. And uh, we have events. Uh, and uh, I know we, we just uh, got uh, the Ministry of Digital Transformation that are currently also um, acting in the policy side. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of uh, things that are happening, and um, I think also mm, why I believe that Ukraine uh, is uh, like has a good chance to uh, really skyrocket in the tech scene is uh, because uh, before we were seen as an outsourcing country, so we had um, a lot of talented people and we were working for our Western uh, clients. But the good thing that th this did to us is that we, like in a way, uh, made our own window to the uh, rest of the world. We were close for a lot, uh, a long time when we were part of the Soviet Union, and of course we were not really synchronized with all the processes that uh, uh, that were happening with the rest of the world. Though we all, of, of course, we had our successes. We had our computers uh, and uh, cybernetics. We're also actively developing here, like in 1951, one of the first computers in Europe was also created in Kiev. So that is also important to, ha to to see that we did have the background. But we what we lacked before was the methodology and the approaches and the understanding how these things work, how to attract investment, how to be successful as an entrepreneur, how to sell, how to market ourselves, how to communicate about our successes. These are all things that we are currently uh, learning how to do. And because of the outsourcing and the need to interact with the Western clients, um, that taught vast majority, like amount of our tech talent, how to do it right. And now we are like really right now on this stage when we are ready to do the next jump and to develop the startup uh, system. I want to go back to, to, to outsourcing because actually you, you worked for I don't know what ten years in 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 outsourcing. So you you, yeah. you know that business very well. Um, what's what's wrong with it, or why does it um, does it prevent uh, from the emergence of uh, a real startup ecosystem? And, and 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 kind of you know that's kind of my feeling. It's like when you have a lot of outsourcing, a lot of talents are mm -hmm. focused on on just. Uh, building products that are going to be used elsewhere and that are going to create value elsewhere um, but how do we how do we shift do we need to shift do we mm -hmm. can we have both industries at mm -hmm. the same time startup and outsourcing how do you how do you see that thing evolving 
Well, I think that like first of all, my basic feeling is the feeling of gratitude uh, mm-hmm. to the outsourcing uh, part because uh, what is happening right now, like further, um, was made possible also because of uh, the fact that we started with outsourcing in 1990 or something. I know that one of the first outsourcing companies were created like at the uh, at the time of uh, when we got our independence. Um, I, I think that um, we, we we're, we're going to have both because uh, I, th- I see that outsourcing as such as an industry are also doing their upgrade. So they are moving from just selling hours to selling solutions. So mm-hmm. this is going to be just a services industry. So they are like it's like build. For example, if you need a building, you don't have to build it all the time yourself. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just ask somebody just to build your a building, and that's the same for software. So you sometimes just need to have a professional team that is going to do some uh, good work for you. And, mm-hmm. and I, I, d- I don't think that there is anything wrong with that. Sometimes you really need to have some tailor-made solution. And um, on the other hand, of course, like I think that important role of the government, and I'm really happy that we do have the minister right now for this, uh, is to balance this and mm-hmm. not to really um, make uh, some privilege for one uh, part and uh, as opposed to the other one. So I think that the challenge right now is to create a good um, rules for like business uh, for both parts so that they can develop freely together. And I also think uh, that um, in outsourcing, I think one of the big challenges is that, um, again, people people want to develop further. They want to do some challenging projects. They want to do the projects that matter, that have sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they, some, I, I don't say that uh, in outsourcing, of course, there are also some good projects and sometimes really um, the company manages to really create this value space for developers, but sometimes people really want to do s- their own solutions. And I see a lot of examples when the senior developers already like earned tons of money and they're okay, like I'm earning money, 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 what's next? Like I want to do something t- t- significant in my life. I don't want just to sit uh, uh, and write code. I want to create solutions that matter. And uh, I know that uh, in, s- in these cases, they they downgrade a bit on the salary level, so they agree to uh, earn less or they agree to bear risks and to create their own uh, startup because that's the dream of every developer to create some successful, well, maybe, maybe not every, but I'm just, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> just generalizing. Mm-hmm. But I strongly believe that uh, that they, they create these teams and uh, they want to do something significant in, in the world and in their lives. Tatiana. And more about people. Uh, which are oil, gold, and really precious ones in Ukraine. But I think it's obvious for the world. And uh, developed countries permanently are hunting for Ukrainian tech talents. And once they see the bright one, they hunt him or her or the team. And bright people mostly think how how to emigrate. Yeah, there is, and that's the danger, I think. So, yeah. what do you think about this? Um, I think um, we do have this danger. Uh, indeed, there are a lot of people migrating, um, and uh, this is a bigger problem of the whole country because, uh, of course, we need to um, introduce some rules and to introduce some good uh, business and life environment so that. Uh, 
people want, will want to stay here. And there is a complex question. So first is the question of people migrating because of something that they don't like. And the second is their jurisdictions. Companies are also migrating. So this is also a big problem because uh, they go and register in America or uh, like in US or in Great Britain or Canada or in uh, some other countries. Cyprus or... Yeah, or Cyprus, yeah, Cyprus. Yeah, yeah. Estonia. Yeah, yeah Estonia. absolutely. And uh, the worst thing is that they stop saying that they're Ukrainians. So we are even not communicating to the world that we actually do cool things together here um, just because um, our brand is still need to be reinforced for the companies to start saying that they're Ukrainian. And um, speaking about migration, I, I see two trends here. So first, co- people are moving there, uh, but on the other hand, some of them come back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, why they come back, uh, because, uh, you know, when you have something uh, of value uh, and you are just really get used to this, you don't really appreciate that. But when you actually see some other uh, things, then the you see mm-hmm. that, okay, maybe in Ukraine it's not such a ba- bad place to be and a ba- bad place to, 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 to spend uh, time. And of course, we have our drawbacks and we are building our institutes and, and democracy and uh, our state is still like really... Uh, working on overcoming this old legacy and becoming really truly um, world and global country but uh, what traveling having having traveled around the world I know that um, every country has their own things that they work on it's not that like some there is some dream world and there are some ideal country no problems at all yeah that doesn't exist I can, <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I can yeah I can Wonderland is uh, is a fantasy um, question is Ukraine a good place to create a startup? Hmm. And if <laughs> it is a good place, why? I think um, I think uh, definitely yes, but mm. um, of course, it's a difficult question. I <laughs> know. I know. <laughs> and it's a broad one. It's like you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. But, but but I think it's an important one. Like like you know, nobody nobody feel that San Francisco is a bad place to create a startup. When you talk about San Francisco, you're like, it's an amazing place to create a startup. When you talk about Tel Aviv, it's an amazing place to create a startup. When you talk about London. Amazing place sure. to create a startup. <laughs> Boston, I mean, y- you know. Yeah. Uh, now, if you talk about Boise, Idaho, uh, in the middle of the U.S., you're like, is it a good place to create a startup? <laughs> yeah, I'm not so sure. Maybe for cowboy, cowboys. <laughs> yeah, maybe, cowboys. yeah. Or if you talk about, well, my my, my hometown from France, Cahors, uh, mm-hmm. 12,000 inhabitants, no direct train to anywhere, no mm-hmm. airport. Is it a good place to create a startup? <laughs> eh, I'm not sure. So, back to my question. Is Ukraine a good place to create a startup and why? Uh, I would say that uh, there, are, there are some good things and there are some challenging things, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so, the good things, again, <laughs> people and their creativity and also... Um, you know, like when uh, we don't have that many startups yet, but uh, those that do succeed are the ones that really worked really hard. So we have very high, I don't know how to say it, uh, uh, stress, stress, uh, like uh, stress proof level, mm-hmm. uh, because to succeed in our uh, conditions uh, with uh, not that developed ecosystem, with uh, lack of capital, with uh, lack of legislation, uh, with uh, all these like uh, really difficult things and also the need for the startup 
to start not local but jump immediately over global. the border yeah and mm-hmm. um, already fight for global markets and this is something that um, well i know that uh, in other jump from the red zone <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> And that's from the <laughs> wild east to the world. <laughs> yeah, and you need to do it at the very early stage because you, if you st- want to earn money, uh, Ukrainian market uh, has a very local market has g- huge potential, but it's not opened yet. Mm-hmm. So still, uh, like uh, the, the it's it's very like deep. There will be a lot of opportunities, I'm sure, for companies in the nearest future. But for now, it's uh, small. It's not developed, and it's poor. So it's like not really the the market to work on so you really need to jump on over the border so those that do manage to do this they have very high chances of succeed so we have very strict and very strong um, rate of uh, like really uh, on the very early earliest stage those startups that are not sure that their idea is not that good or something like that they already die at, at earlier stages than mm-hmm. in the rest of the world because with the rest of the world uh, there is a lot of support there are mentors there are capital uh, there are um, government uh, support and all these things we don't have it here so that's why our startups they are few but they are cool so in fact it's the new new york if you can make it here you can make it anywhere right absolutely yes <laughs> cool. okay okay yes. by the way what do you think a man from new york what do i think oh, yeah, yeah because you're from new oh, york yeah. you're the new yorker here well actually i know i don't know of many cases when uh, i don't know french startups or finnish startups um, or bulgarian startups succeed internationally well there are some cases but it's not a huge wave it's uh, the chances are pretty low that some startup from bulgaria will make it uh, in the United States or in China or in India for that matter. Maybe this because they have a mountain well, in the middle of the capital. We're not talking <laughs> about Americans here because <laughs> because American startups do not need to make it internationally because what happens in the United States like automatically yeah. translates to the rest of the world and gets adopted. So they just need to say, hey, we're based in California or New York, make it there and then they just grow organically. They don't have that mindset of making it from New York to, to Kiev, for example. Mm-hmm. It's not even on their agenda. But one bad thing that I uh, keep noticing here in Ukraine that, that there is not a single agency that actually helps Ukrainian startups make it in the US or in France or in India or in China. When I see those agencies proliferating in Norway or in Finland because it is the number one reason that startups fail. They don't have access to the U.S. market and they have no idea how to do how that. How to do that. Absolutely. And, I agree. And Ukraine does not help their startups in no way. So people are left to themselves. Like you're living in Odessa, you have an idea. Okay, we, we, Good luck to you. we certainly <laughs> understand that there is no local market here in, in, in Ukraine. And then that founder or startup is left alone. So, uh, and, uh, and actually, uh, Natalia, um, that brings me, that brings us to the role of Tech Ukraine. Um, and I know when we, when we discussed recently, you said yeah, you're starting to have conversation with all the embassies, uh, Ukrainian embassies in the world, to see how they can support and help. Tech Ukraine is a very young organization. You're not even one year old. 
Um, so there's there's a lot to do. But can, can you tell us a little bit more about your mission in that regard, opening Ukrainian startup to the world? Yes. Uh, so Tech Ukraine as an as an as a platform comes from expert strategy for IT sector that was done for the Ministry for Economic Development and Trade. And when we analyzed the problems and solutions and also the strategic objectives that we need to do, we identified that there are three. And first is business environment, second is education and s- upgrading skills, and the third one is PR and communication. So we realized that we are actually Um, like it just goes two ways. So first, we are not communicating uh, to the rest of the world what's happening in Ukraine and wh- what we are doing here. And on the other hand, uh, we are not uh, really still not um, indeed building all those bridges uh, between uh, different markets and Ukrainian companies. Um, this is changing right now. And uh, Tech Ukraine is one of an, on a, uh, such organizations that are helping doing this, and we're doing it in partnership with the uh, state agencies, and that's the um, the expert um, the expert promotion office uh, that is currently uh, like really busy with this, and also Ukraine Invest. So these mm-hmm. are two agencies that were created to help change the situation. Uh, they are not really. focused on tech um, more than they are really focused on different industries so it's really our task to really engage them and uh, do some projects in tech and uh, yes we're busy with this but first thing that we did was to create a portal techukraine.org in which we mm, put all the information about our market so we gathered all the reports about the ecosystem uh, we gathered the information about our key hubs uh, we uh, wrote some showcases about our success stories And uh, the cool thing about that is that uh, not only for mm, for international clients it's interesting to do to, to see the showcases, but also for the local market. We ourselves are not really aware how how what what are the cool things that are happening mm-hmm. inside uh, inside the ecosystem and uh, why uh, we also can develop our pride. Um, yeah. So so basically, the portal d- does this. Uh, so just fills this information gap, and uh, we are building a lot of uh, communication with embassies and with uh, um, different uh, associations and um, other organizations to help our startups to go outside. And also, I would like to mention one more danger. Uh, I think we we have in Ukraine. This is the part of our mentality, and you are mentioning this. I think Ukrainians are too shy or have no skills how to uh, represent themselves, how to pitch themselves, and how to communicate well. Because and you and everyone here in the studio knows a lot of examples of bright projects, of the startups, of people, of different cool stuff we have in Ukraine. And finally, you realize that these projects are working globally they are well known abroad but they do not communicate with their own country so no one knows uh, I, i don't want to mention specific projects they are really cool we work with uh, beyonce with global uh, with, with american uh, got talent with japan with uh, uh, astronomic uh, hubs uh, with nasa with uh, elon musk with everyone so we have ukrainian people mostly everywhere in the world but they somehow and i don't know why do not communicate 
that they are Ukrainian, probably they are shy, probably they are not confident about this, and they are, I don't want to say this word, but maybe they're ashamed, or mm. what's going on? Why do Ukrainians do not communicate that, I'm originally from Ukraine, this project is born in Ukraine, and we work globally and making this cool stuff. I think this is a complex question consisting of uh, three parts. I would say that first is the psychology of people. And uh, of course, we, so for some reason, there was a long period of time during which we were just thinking, okay, like there is some dream world, like, I don't know, like rich Europe or like successful US and uh, they are good and we are not doing so well. So there is this feeling of uh, that we are lacking something. But I think that this changes right now and we start to rediscover our own strengths. And that's also, I I strongly believe that this is something that the world is uh, waiting from us also to do because this confidence yes because when I was for example in India and I also saw this like this this feeling and then I saw some proud Indians that are really like you really see that they are bearing the culture and they are just bearing it with pride I'm I was super happy to see that and uh, uh, that was also a very pleasant feeling for me and I think that like for each country and for each culture they need to go to their roots and to discover what uh, what are their strengths and um, um, here, I think that Tech Ukraine, like what we are doing with the portal, uh, all these narratives and all these stories, uh, are helping to tell us what is cool about us. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you really need to tell the story. And uh, we took this uh, from a startup, uh, from Startup Amsterdam initiative. Mm -hmm. They said that they had the same, those like Dutch, uh, they, are, like, they are super cool, they are very successful. But in the book that was written by Ruben Neuenhaus, one of our uh, strategic advisors and partners, who helped to build Tech Ukraine. So he was writing together with his uh, co-author uh, that, uh, um, that Dutch people were also complaining and they were not really appreciating what they had in tech. But that changed, bec changed because there was a, a consolidation point and there was a group of people and they just really uh, consolidated this narrative about the country and what is cool about that because they said, okay, in Amsterdam everything is well, but and then there was a long list of what is not working yet. So, and this this is something that in the human psychology, it's not specific to us. Mm -hmm. People really see negative sides more than positive sides. So they need to really be taught what is really cool. And uh, sometimes when you tell the story, um, they start to see, okay, okay, we have this and we have that. Oh, wow, and we have also this. So I think that this is something that's to work on. And this is like the people psychology. And then you have the, the Soviet legacy and that is like our absence of skill or really like the skills that we're catching up on but still we're not really super like progressive in this yet uh, sales and marketing um, and I think that here the roots come from um, just generally that we were living in the communist country mm -hmm. and uh, uh, making a business was a crime Oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, earning money like was uh, also crime, you know, and and then we just moved. So we are uh, so uh, we got our independence in 1991. And so we have how many years? Uh, 29. 29 yeah. years. Of Ukraine is a young lady. Yes. Yeah, very yes. young, right? And mm -hmm. and from that uh, thinking, we jumped into the thinking that entrepreneurship is good, um, like making money is absolutely normal. So that is not as a good crime. We are <laughs> just fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can actually speak. legally making money is not. Yeah, a absolutely. Crime. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, yes. This is a global this approach. Is, you see? This is a global. Civilized, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, legally is important <laughs> one. Yes, and and also that uh, that selling ourselves, like saying that okay, I'm good in this, I'm good in this. It's also something that we needed to rediscover again to, to because train. Bef- to yes, train. yes, because before, if you're better than others, like something is wrong with you, you need to be like really the, the, the this gray gray yes. mass. Yes, and now it's like different approach. So people are just learning these new ways, and but still, these skills of tell uh, speaking about ourselves, of selling ourselves, of marketing ourselves, they are still to, to be trained. I think it's like a muscle. You need just to really learn how to do this. I, I would like to come back to that um, psychology of money um, because I think actually it's a very important point. I'm French, and in France, making money is not a good thing. It's not positive. It's not well viewed. We don't talk about money. It's a huge taboo. We never talk about money because in it's families. Del- delicate or why? Because it's it's considered as not noble. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's uh, and it's probably also because of of the aristocrat who are not working for money but will get money. I d- mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, but it's a very. Uh, for example, in France, you don't you don't see all the the amazing cars, and I'm a car guy, uh, that you see in Kiev or in California. Um, now you go to the U.S., it's kind of the opposite. It's kind of like money is really not a taboo. People talk about it when they have and money. And people show money. And b- they show it, and some in, a, in an excessive way, but some in an okay way. Um, so what is the relationship with... with um, and, and, and when we talk about Ukraine, we talk about a lot of corruption. And, 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 and that's again about money. And, but it's not money gained very legally. Um, and I think, I really think, that a good, healthy relationship with entrepreneurship means on the back a good, healthy relationship as a society with money. Uh, because you cannot have successful entrepreneurs if they're not okay with money. And I, I always say, actually, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to do it for money, you're in the wrong business, because yeah. especially in tech. But however, the 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 reward uh, to a successful company is usually money. Uh, it's not only impact. It's not only the pleasure to build a great tech. It's also money. But so long question. But what is the relationship with money in Ukraine? Um. I would say, in short, that it's complicated, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I think um, I think there are several aspects here. So first, um, first of all, um, by our mentality, I think we're closer to the uh, southern uh, nations where we really like to enjoy life, and we have a lot of uh, uh, cafes and bars like and events. I love yeah. Spain, I love that Italy. part of life yes, here. Yes, I yes. enjoy <laughs> that part of life Probably, very yes. much. Yes, we belong to the south. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, wild south, when ah okay, not wild east. Wild southeast. South. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so this is one part. So we're really Gedonists over here, right? Mm-hmm. So we enjoy life and we know how to do this, and uh, it's really cool. Like we have a lot of cafes and restaurants and everything. And of course, to do this, you need money, and um, there is a natural need for Ukrainians just to uh, enjoy this. But on the other hand, of course, um, like the ways how the money are earned, um, I think that. Um, 
again, uh, because of we had different relationships with the money before, we're learning how to how to, what is ethical business, what are the transparent business rules, and uh, this is still a, lers- a lesson for Ukraine to learn. I can't say that it's like we're just done and we are perfect with this, though I see a new generation of entrepreneurs that really are doing some transparent, honest business. And um, I think like uh, that the money, when you like, it's it's really like a physical representation of the use in the society, like of the of your role and how how well you're making. So the society is actually showing you with the money if you are doing good and if yeah. you're yeah, doing well something you. useful or not. Of course, there are some ways when you are just obtaining money in the wrong way or just like by cheating or stealing or anything, but. I strongly believe that it never pays back. So it's just always still there is something happening. And this is like, so like we are living here, like we can't take the money to the grave or something. So I think that the more people realize that it's about their, this uh, interchange mm-hmm. of energy uh, that is represented uh, in money. Uh, so I think uh, th- this is the lesson for us to learn. And yes, more and more people are doing this, but um, I would say that... Uh, we still need some time just to master this lesson. And, and what? We and feel <laughs> you have to say something. <laughs> no, I have so many questions, but on the other hand, I, I want to be very, very practical. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about some abstract concepts of you know uh, growth and democracy and, and development and... Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this is all good, don't get me wrong, but I, I really want to understand if something can be done and in what ways and who and how and everything like that. So do we have a plan? Um, okay. In a way. Um, so uh, is, is there a, a plan uh, for the country to, uh, to increase the number of startups like tenfold, the mm-hmm. 100-fold? Is there a way for the country to have 1,000 R&D centers, like good ones, not the ones that, that have carpenters doing some low-key, low-level jobs for mm-hmm. American companies? This is all good, but this is a very low value add anyway. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen a single country uh, growing fast just because they outsource some, you know, uh, jobs like that. Do we have some plan that can uh, have um, that can add a lot of value to the economy, that can add a lot of value to the people, that can contribute to the growth? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say um, yes, uh, yes and no, because it's not covering all the aspects, but uh, there are a lot of different initiatives in different directions. So I really am uh, super happy with this question because I can uh, say something more concrete about what's happening. Yes, and uh, I think that here, like there are like several several directions. So first of all, the business environment. And uh, this is something that is uh, um, the ministry is responsible for and also the government. So what they are currently doing, so first of all, we have the ministry and they are just doing the regulations. And second, uh, they are currently developing the new concept, which I'm really super excited about. Um, I hope that that works and it's really early stage right now. But uh, what I see now, like it's quite promising. It's the dear city, like the virtual country with the regulations that would be um, 
more uh, connected and like more. Estonia. Yes, like Estonia, like uh, I don't know, like I think that we need to introduce here, I don't know, English law or some uh, some advanced uh, regulations that uh, the international business is used to, because um, what's happening is that of course we have this competition of jurisdictions and uh, uh, other locations are also making themselves very attractive for the startups to register you know, in, in their places. So Ukraine is high time for Ukraine also to to do something cool for the startups uh, so that they or for product companies or for any tech companies I would say um, just to stay in the country and just to, uh, to, to to work here so this is something that is done by the ministry and I know that they're really active with this um, even like I think the president uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday signed a, um, a legal paper uh, asking just to develop the set of laws uh, to really harmonize this uh, conditions for tech companies and this is like one part uh, second part I think very strategically important uh, is the development of the local market um, because uh, local market could be very interesting not only for Ukrainian companies but also for international because of course uh, everywhere you are searching for niches and you are searching for some new markets where you can sell your um, products or services and Ukraine is definitely one of those potential markets it's not open yet because it's uneducated in tech I don't know like uh, just lacks money but uh, I think that uh, the work that uh, is going to be done here um, could uh, change the situation and I know again that the ministry is currently planning for the digital strat uh, the strategy for development of the digital economy in Ukraine and this is also something to do and they also run digital education for um, wider mm -hmm. audiences so that they can start like there are some uh, set of I, I would say set of measures to open um, the B2B and B2C segments of uh, Ukrainian local market and we also at Tech Ukraine are currently uh, negotiating uh, the project of connecting IT to machine building and creative industries in uh, in uh, Ukraine so that we start really just to do this interconnections and uh, really bring our outsourcing companies back back <laughs> mm -hmm. so that they can start doing projects also for local uh, local uh, industries then we have education and in education um, we have again two aspects first is the technical part and of course we need to catch up with the new technologies and to run AI courses blockchain courses I don't know like robotics uh, etc on the other hand entrepreneurship courses so we don't uh, do not want only to have uh, good software developers this is like really very cool and uh, all our tech companies are really interested in this outsourcing product startups uh, like everywhere we need to have talented people uh, but entrepreneurship is very important uh, again for all segments uh, because um, of course we want to have more startups but also even if you're working for outsourcing company they since they are moving to this uh, solutions model they also need to have entrepreneurship thinking people so that they can actually not just register hours but think together with their clients how to do their businesses more successful so that's also one of the things and uh, here uh, I think uh, like very good job is done by yep um, that is the acceleration program and uh, currently they received uh, support from the USAID um, that we have a very cool program right now right now competitiveness economy program that are supporting um, Ukrainian businesses and Ukrainian ecosystem initiatives and uh, so they are supporting, for example, running this entrepreneurship courses right now in universities. And also they were gathering uh, teachers for some boot camps so that they can do some upgrade on their skills, um, digital skills that they can teach their students further.
So this is also the part of the work that is done, and uh, this is done not by the government, but by some local initiatives. But this is, again, one of those things of Ukrainians. So if you see that the government is not doing something, somebody else is just taking the initiative and starts doing this. And uh, that's really super cool. And uh, we have a lot of different this, uh, communities that are doing different aspects, uh, I would say, that uh, covering these gaps that are still not covered by I don't know, government support. Uh, then what else? We have the communication part and the events part, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. we do have some events, and uh, one of the most significant is Levite Arena that is um, run by Levite Cluster. I think that they are doing a great job. Hopefully in Kiev we will also have some big, big, big international oh, events. Oh, we <laughs> will. Trust me. Trust yes. us. Yes. Trust yes. Unit City. We will. Yes. As soon as the <laughs> frontier are reopened, go. Yes. Break with frontiers oh. with yes. the COVID. Yeah. Go. <laughs> uh, I want. I want. My, I want my big IT event. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes, but that's also one of my dreams. I want to have something cool happening yes. in Kiev. Yes. No less than. Um, than cool. Than cool. No less, <laughs> than, <laughs> no less than the next web. No less than. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Forum. Yes. In, uh, Portugal. Lisbon. Web summit. Web, web summit. summit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Slush. Yes. Uh, so Slush. So many cool things happening. Yes. We need to have something like this in Ukraine. Cooler. No, we're going to have cooler, something cooler. better. Cooler. Yes. Yeah. It's better. Definitely. Right. The new cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. the new cool, yes. So these are the events and the communities that uh, also, and then we have uh, clusters like cluster movements, and we have uh, good examples of uh, Lviv cluster, Kharkiv cluster, we have Kiev cluster, we have uh, Dnipro cluster, and others. So these are the communities that are developing their local ecosystems uh, um, and uh, servicing their members. Uh, then what else? Uh, just there, are, there are some like these uh, different things that are happening, and I think uh, for the startups, of course, this is just the uh, the movement that started to emerge, and uh, we I don't think that we have enough yet. So there is a lot of work to do. But I think that yeah. also super cool thing is done by Unit City because uh, you have residents here, you have events here. Like when the Unit City started, actually, I think that Ukraine had a huge boost because that was the place where a lot of creative people gathered and uh, because of these events and ecosystem things that happened uh, we really started and, to and believe and that this imagine? is possible somehow i want to speak german right no, but can you can you <laughs> and, <laughs> and can you <laughs> imagine <laughs> we are only three years old three we years are old. only three years old i uh, listen to you guys and i understand that this is the way this is pretty banal things uh, I'm pronouncing right now, but it's the only beginning of our way. So yeah, it's still wild. But we need some Andre. specific uh, questions uh, from you. Andre. Look. And then I <laughs> have <laughs> one. <laughs> and then listen, and guys. <laughs> oh, listen. <laughs> Look. How do you say? Smotri. 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 Yes. Smotri. <laughs> Again, this is all good, but... Uh, <laughs> but Listen, I I've been in the startup industry for the past 15 years or so, and and uh, you still look so young. Uh, yes, that's th why. Th he, thank he, you. I started he, early. He's drinking I started early. startups blood, I think. But ah, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> but uh, the most of the things that uh, that you're talking about, the communities and clusters, they've been around for like many many years, and nothing's changed so far. I mean, the well, number maybe too slow. No, the number of startups in the country has not increased, and I'm not talking tenfold. It hasn't increased by uh, by magnitude of two. Just it's it's been staying the same since ten years, like five years. 
So I'm really questioning and doubting and challenging whether these things really so stable really work in a okay. bad way. No, they, they they do their job, but whether they they're affecting the the industry in such a degree that it can grow exponentially, I'd say no, because these things have been around for like more than a decade. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm telling you. So the, the the question is, maybe there's something better than having uh, a couple of clusters around. Maybe there's something better than having a local version of Slush around. Maybe we should have something mm. that has way more impact. And, and Maybe we need to develop, develop something our own, but not to compare s- ourselves e- all the time e- exa- to someone. Exactly. I mean, to hell with slush. It's their thing. We need something that uses uh, this energy, this sheer number of people, uh, the, the mathematical and physics and uh, technical skills and acumen. Maybe something more... New more model. local, something that has an impact other than clusters and, and education because that's a long-term thing. Like Finland has been working in their education system no for three four, four, three, four decades and only now they start seeing some, some fruits of it. So what do you think? Uh, well, I would think that uh, indeed clusters are not really s- like supporting startup movement as such, so they're taking care of the whole okay. ecosystem, but rather more like uh, education part. And I would say that I think that for now, Kiev is the place for the startups. Like uh, there are some um, some startups uh, in True. other locations, True. but it is here that things are happening. And, and, and just a quick teaser, we're going to talk about Kharkiv in our next show, so... Oh yeah, maybe there a will be some few cool thing in Kharkiv. But interesting next insights. show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So uh, so basically, I agree that uh, startup movement is uh, like not developed yet as we would want to uh, want it to to be. But on the other hand, we don't actually know the exact numbers and that is one of the problems tech ukraine was doing the audit of all the reports and we just discovered that we do not have the exact numbers of the startups that are active now uh, versus like some some time ago so there was some vague understanding that around 15 percent is covered by startups right now but this is really vague i think that we also need to do some homework on counting them uh, in order to understand if that's just growing and not growing at the moment and also it's complicated because they're registering everywhere um, in other locations so difficult to uh, to count but uh, on the other hand i do see some positive uh, movements and uh, the positive movements is that uh, well first of all they do emerge um, and second uh, we do have more capital to support them on their early stages and uh, one of the things to mention is this newly launched uh, Ukrainian startup fund that is just mm-hmm. doing some support that is and based that in unique city mm-hmm. actually yes yes and that is that is a huge victory for us because yes. we didn't have it before I know that a lot of countries are supporting their startups mm-hmm. with grants and that didn't happen but s- several years I think one two they are active one i one. think it's their yes. first year mm-hmm. yeah okay. year. i think so as well mm, first year yeah so this is m- already a very very promising thing and uh, also this accelerators i know that uh, unit city also you launched uh, one of uh, wow. these boot camps yes. we have we have the boot camp for startup and we have the very famous sector x yes, run by uh, f- uh, created and run by uh, by andre right here mm-hmm. okay. that's me yes. so yeah. that's me mm-hmm. So referring back to what you said that nobody can count the number of startups, that's not only a Ukrainian problem, that's like everywhere you can yeah. count the number mm. of startups in the U.S., in Israel, in China, the, uh, 
It depends on how you measure. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that you can always feel it. You don't have to count it. You just like you go back 10 years and, and, and you remember how many status apply to different events and, and uh, battles. And you, you, you go back uh, to, to our time and you, you just see how many startups uh, are active. So that's not really that hard if you work deep down into the industry. Mm. Well, our like we have our communication manager at uh, Tech Ukraine, like mm-hmm. Irina Sopranyuk, and she's posting all the time some news. And mm-hmm. uh, there was uh, there is oh, and she's <laughs> doing a great job with us. <laughs> I love her. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> and uh, and so there is always something happening, and each day we have one or two news about different startups. Mm-hmm. So I have a different feeling that things are happening right now, yeah, and there they is are. like still active. And I think that also a good thing is that we started to have our unicorns like Grammarly ah. and then GitLab and then of course uh, y- you can uh, you can actually argue if these are Ukrainian unicorns or not well, because they, they are of course they are. registered in other locations but uh, yes they started here and the team is here and we also and they have communicate that they are made in Ukraine mm-hmm. yes okay. that's I important would li- yes. I would like to build on that and ring uh, also and ring of yeah. course I would like to build on that and I would like to say that they're doing a terrible job for Ukraine really bad job and I invite them to come and discuss this because actually I'm mad at them and I'm going to elaborate on this Mm -hmm. think about why Silicon Valley is really successful right now and it's because of one company PayPal Mm -hmm. who was at PayPal Elon Musk Elon Musk Peter Thiel Peter Thiel Thiel. Reed Hastings Mm -hmm. The guy who created YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so when, and, and actually in Silicon Valley, we call them the PayPal mafia. <laughs> the PayPal mafia. And it's, it's there, I mean, it's well known. You talk about the PayPal mafia and you see they are ever, fi- the founder of 500 mm-hmm. startup, mm-hmm. PayPal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and, and we see the impact of those, of that specific unicorn on the entire ecosystem. Now, coming back to Europe, think about Skype. And think about the Skype mafia, the impact they had on the entire region um, by just creating other companies well, and reinvesting money in startups. And I'm arguing, and I'm arguing that people from Grammarly, people from Preply, are not doing their job, bringing back what they should to Ukraine. I, I think I have a, a, an understanding of why, because I think it's too early. They haven't done their exit. And, 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 and I see PayPal was able to do it because they've exited. So they had cash, not only stock and, a, and, a, and an hypothetical valuation, which is still the case of those companies. But I feel like it's urgent that we have a successful Ukrainian uniform that exists and that gives back. And we're missing that. Dearly, France, same story. I mean, we had uh, we had Free uh, with Xavier Niel, um, and Free from Free, he created School Forty Two, Ecole Quarante uh, Free Education. He created one of the most biggest successful uh, fund in France, Kima Venture, investing in more than five hundred startup. I think they created uh, um, Station F. Station, Station F. Thank you, Station <laughs> F. I should know, right? That's that's kind of our inspiration. That, that is French. That is very <laughs> French. Yeah. Um, so so basically, I, I I feel like entrepreneurs giving back, uh, investing, spending time, mentoring is 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 a key thing. 
Honestly, I feel the only one who's doing that, and I'm not saying that because because he's a main investor, is Unit City. The only one who's doing something in this country to promote entrepreneurship is Vasily Ivanovich Kmelnitsky, uh, because he's, he's, he's doing all those education programs, those funds, those funding Unit City. It might be true, but actually Dominic was, was talking about a quite a different thing. He was talking about uh, great entrepreneurs made made their exits and giving yeah. back to the community. And I correct me if I'm wrong, but I know of a, no venture fund in Ukraine founded by not successful yet. IT entrepreneur. No. Just not a single one. Well, and I mean, pe- people from Genesis uh, a little bit, uh, they, they're really <laughs> reinvesting. I think, think Makpo is also doing Mark something. Makpo yeah. is doing something. And um, I think Petcube is trying, and, yeah. and, and, and Yaroslav came back. Um, and It's not the issue of the size of the business. No, it is. It, it, it no. is because the... No, I disagree. So the small, <laughs> tiny business can influence or can make an I- impulse as well. And they, Unicity they is not small. Tech Ukraine is not small. Sector X is they, not small. They can, but at the end of the day, you need the money. Uh, and uh, at the end of the uh-huh. day, when Elon Musk sold um, his company to PayPal, I think it was for $24 million. Um, I, but we can check, but it's not that much. But with those $24 million, he did, um, he did his solar business. He did Tesla. He did SpaceX. Well, um, but, but at least they had some money, and you, 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 this is this is one of the things I think we're missing. It's is I call that smart money or really mm-hmm. entrepreneurial money. No, what do you I think? Like money I like a fuel to move on. Yeah. Yes, I actually agree here. I think that um, if if uh, such successful companies with this strong uh, role models and this uh, strong success stories would start being more active for Ukraine and just really um, at least claiming that they uh, have Ukrainian roots. And uh, I know that uh, some companies do start doing this, but yeah. not all, unfortunately. So we need to really uh, just change that. I think that this is like a mindset that you really need to give back to the community and then it gives back to you back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, So this type of philosophy, really, we need to learn and adapt. And I, I fully support you here, Dominique. I think that I think for success of the Ukrainian tech scene, having those companies like unicorns or the other ones successful paying back for the community uh, is really, really important. Um, I I don't know why it's not happening. Maybe because uh, we need to have some structures. We need to inspire these people to do this. I don't know. Maybe it's a bit early. Maybe it's still a bit early. Well, well, actually, there's just two ways that you can do that. Uh, Either these companies have to exit, yeah. And then they, they have free time, free money to, to give back, and, and they look for, for new ways to contribute. But these companies have not exited so far, like yeah. mm-hmm. neither Ring or yeah. Riddle or McPaul well, or Ring, Grammarly. I mean, they Ring. Uh, that's a different story. We can, adop- yeah. we can talk about l- that later. Or the second way how you can change that, you can uh, incentivize or motivate these companies to, to give back by... Uh, offering them some government uh, incentives or yeah. by reducing their taxes, taxes yeah. they, can that's s- key. they can start their venture funds, they can start yes. their acceleration or incubation Only programs. Only win-win works. And, and mm-hmm. nothing is being done on that front yet. I mean, have you ever heard of a Ring no. Accelerator or have you ever ha- no. heard of a Riddle or a Grammarly venture fund? Nope, no. nope. They nope. need nope. arguments to start all this. So the, either they have to exit or they need to be motivated or incentivized. That's mm-hmm. it. 
That's a point. And yes, I agree. And I think also the the the, the thing is that since they register so in some other locations in, in some other jurisdictions, they start to physically live over there, so they are not really connected so much with Ukraine anymore. So there are these uh, R&D teams here living here, but uh, the founders, uh, when they are living somewhere else, sometimes they are not so active. Okay, good. We have a plan and we know who to talk to. That's great. Um, now I want to talk about, 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 about something very different, but that is um, actually, I think, a very important topic actually for me. Women in tech. Um, so, well, Natalia, you are a woman in tech. You've been in tech for <laughs> quite a while. You're the director I of... I think uh, Barbara Streisand should release a new song. I am a woman in tech. Uh, here you go. <laughs> 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 I like this one. Um, but t t talk to us about, about what it is to be a woman in tech in Ukraine. Is it, is it, um, is it challenging? Is it rare? How could we change this? What, what, because it's challenging in every country. It's, it's, it's a challenge in, in, in San Francisco. It's a challenge in France. It's, uh, there's, there's a lot True. to discuss about. Um, what is your feeling about being a woman in tech in Ukraine? Well, I'm feeling super comfortable being a woman in tech in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I think it's also because um, IT and tech um, is one of the most advanced and uh, global um, industries in, in Ukraine. And uh, I feel here much safer and more protected than, I don't know, in some traditional industries. When I was uh, having a practice in some political environment, uh, that was not shaking hands. I was like super shocked. Like, is it like really? Ignoring really? Is women. It, yeah. That's is true. It, is it really happening? You know, That's like, true. come on, guys, are you are you serious? But this is also because I, I got used to a totally different setting in tech because in I, I, I don't feel uh, in any way that I'm just uh, the, the problems, but maybe it's also because uh, of like my, my character that I'm just pushing walls. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so I'm just really not noticing. I know that uh, people are still like women are still facing some uh, difficulties here. Uh, but again, I would say that situation in tech is much better than uh, with the rest of, uh, of the country. And um, uh, we do not have such even small numbers of women in tech in Ukraine uh, because um, mm, uh, we have uh, like we have naturally like the, there are less uh, women uh, among programmers but there are more women in sales and marketing and communication uh, in some other professions I don't know why maybe be because women just naturally choose these professions um, because maybe they just like doing this more or uh, for some other reason so this is for me a puzzle just to understand how this works I know that sales uh, a lot of women are in sales and a lot of women also building communities uh, mm -hmm. when we are currently in Ukraine in tech Ukraine I'm building the change maker community that is the leaders of uh, associations organizations and uh, clusters and communities etc so I see a lot of women female leaders driving this and we even have uh, the uh, women in tech uh, as a community as such so this is uh, I think this is really super cool and uh, very interesting and then also know that uh, there are some funds that are supporting uh, boot camps for women so mm -hmm. they they start to be more dedicated and I know that again this USAID program is supporting some, something something mm -hmm. like boot, boot camp for women and maybe some other uh, other funds as well um, do this so 
I'm quite positive about women in tech in Ukraine. <laughs> I would say, That's good. yeah, maybe there will be other people who will be saying that more needs to be done, and of course, more needs to be done absolutely, and the women need to be also inspired and educated. But uh, I think that we are doing quite well here. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I I know of just one more reason why there are many women in tech, um, because uh, tech is filled with. Uh, gentle, nice, high-earning professionals being men. And I I even uh, heard of a startup that promised to lend uh, women uh, a husband from tax specifically. I don't know how. Oh, <laughs> that's a business model. Does that work? Like I have no agency? idea. Or I have like no idea. But, but if, you, if you think of the industry, uh, it's it's really packed with uh, really nice people, educated, uh, knowledgeable, yep. mm-hmm. who work all the time, don't bother you in any way, uh, have high-earning uh, uh, oh, you pos- mean positions. Geeks. You mean the geeks. Nerds, geeks, <laughs> Nerd, right, geek. e- exactly. And they make almost perfect husbands. Well, they're yeah. not, <laughs> okay, okay, but, but they're Disciplined not. Disciplined, s- et cetera, et cetera. Yes? They're not yeah. super sexy, are they? They're, no? they're not, but. Okay. Well. Just, oh, just saying. To that, that, that's, <laughs> a, that's the trade-off. Okay, that's the trade-off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, actually, like there is this, this funny story about tech Ukraine. So when we uh, gathered our team, we had only two guys, and the rest were uh-huh. women. You know, there were eleven people in the team, and we even had uh, some kind of a comment from our Dutch partners that said, "Hey, <laughs> you need to have some more men," and you said, "Your team <laughs> balance need to be both ways." So <laughs> just, yeah, I feel that uh, sometimes. Well, you know, yeah. it's it's the same. Thing in in unit cd team actually when i when i arrived my team was 100 no almost there was only <laughs> one guy in, in my entire team now that there's a little bit more but it's it's mostly uh, uh girls <laughs> and i love it i think i think you know it's so cool uh i, I really love it because i remember being in san francisco uh where it was really a, a challenge to to find a, a diverse um oh, really? team yeah yeah, really. Mm. Um, cool. But actually, I think that women would make uh, perfect coders, like developers, software developers, actually, because... Yeah, of course. Of the course. the nature and the, the structure of, of this profession is just, well, just screams for, uh, yeah. for the qualities that women have. But you know what? I'm thinking what? about this conception, that yes. like this uh, market, let's say, this tech industry is made is created probably and really attracts women who come here because of these great guys. I was not saying that. If that worked that way, I would have been married already. I'm in tech for two years. So do you think that the problem is you or the industry? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, the problem is in me. Of course, that's my choice, yes. But I, I, I think this doesn't function 100%. There are exclusions to every rule. Of course. <laughs> um, okay. You know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a startup with ambitions to become a unicorn. Okay. And that's why it's so... <laughs> that's why... <laughs> There you go. Okay, we think we think that uh, music is a huge part of life, and we also know that music has been a big part of the tech industry, uh, and 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 what changed in the tech industry with amazing company like Spotify, like uh, etc. Spotify. I will celebrate annually 15th of July. Then Spotify. Uh, has released this application in Ukraine finally. There you mm-hmm. go. Yes. There you go. Um, so it's time for you to choose 
a song and uh, and just maybe to tell us why do you pick that song? Yes, I was thinking about that and of course the choice was difficult. We have great uh, Ukrainian mm -hmm. songs and we have uh, great international ones. But uh, what I have chosen is the instrumental version of Nothing Else Matters by Metallica. Uh, because uh, th there is like this uh, text like uh, so close no matter how far and nothing else matters so just my slogan is come to Ukraine explore it by yourself and nothing else matters excellent mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's listen to it and uh, well if you want to know more about take Ukraine that take Ukraine.org um, and uh, well thank you guys see you soon bye bye
What does it mean, smotri? Because you use it smotri? S- oh, ah, look, a lot. Look, look, smotri. 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 Okay. <laughs> no, it's important that I know. I know Russian. And also listen, слушай, слушай. Слушай, слушай, смотри. Слушай сюда. Смотри. Как тебя зовут? Меня зовут Доминик.